Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined by Greg Brown for a quick fire look ahead to this weekend's games in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Hello, yes, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm well. Good, yep, we've got Scottish Cup semi-final this weekend in Scotland and no St Johnston in the semi-final this year, so you'll be twiddling your thumbs this weekend. Well, you can't win it every year, so it's about <laughs> time we gave some of the smaller clubs a chance to, to get their hands on the trophy. Ah, it's true, it's a shame. And <laughs> we mentioned before in the podcast, you never even get a chance to properly enjoy those cup wins last season, so it must feel doubly so this year when there's, uh, there's Do you know what? Justin. I didn't even get a chance to celebrate the 2014 cup win because <laughs> my daughters were born two days later. Ah, oh, dear. So, uh, I almost missed that. So, yeah, I've not enjoyed any cup wins, really. <laughs> bad, bad planning your part, but then Very bad you, can't, planning. you can't really plan for St John's winning the Scottish <laughs> Cup, I don't suppose, every year, so uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, yeah, so we'll have a quick look at the two semi-finals played over Saturday and Sunday, and there's quite a few of re- issues to be resolved lower down the leagues this weekend as well. Yes, there's lots to play for. We've got three matches left now, nine points um, to play. I think, obviously, League Two's been resolved Mm-hmm. Um, Kelty Hearts running away with League 2 as expected but very much still to play for in the Championship a, a massive, massive weekend coming up for yeah. Kilmarnock and Arbroath yep. and to be fair Inverness and Thistle and Wraith all have aspirations of playoffs so lots to play for anyway obviously this Friday night we've got Kilmarnock who I would say have got the toughest test yeah. we could ask for I was, looking at, I was looking at this earlier and this game is probably their biggest game of the season because if they can get through this game, they play Arbroath next weekend and I suppose if they don't win this weekend and Arbroath do win, the gap is cut to one before Arbroath go to Rugby Park on Friday and it's squeaky bum time then, isn't it? Yeah, don't really don't want that to be a winner-takes-all in one sense mm. because I'd much rather uh, Kilmarnock went into that match still four points ahead. Yeah. Um, knowing that a draw would do. Um, but I think if Kelly were to drop points, then this is exactly the sort of game in which they could drop points in. Having said that, Kilmarnock have been fantastic over the last seven or eight matches. Uh, but they are playing an Inverness side who are in very good nick, actually. They'll be disappointed they, they dropped points last weekend in Inverness, but they are on track to finish second, it's third still in Inverness. Yeah. But hopefully, fingers crossed, Kilmarnock can come away with at least a point. I don't think a point's a disaster, but Arbroath have got the opposite end of the scale. They've yeah. got the easiest assignment of in terms of the league positions. They've got bottom place, Queen of the South, who are on an awful run of results at the moment. So, fingers crossed we can get a Kilmarnock win on Friday night. Yep, yeah, and obviously just remind people that you are on Kilmarnock to top the league and indeed to finish bottom of the Premiership from early, early on this year. Yeah, start of January, um, 6-4 to four for the Killy to win the league, 6-4 to four for Dundee to finish bottom and a 4-1 to one double. I think you're probably getting about 80%, 70% cash out now on that 4-1 mm-hmm. to one double. Yeah. Uh, both sides are 1-4 to four now to, to win and to finish bottom. So, a huge weekend. If Kilmarnock win on Friday night, for me, that's that's the Kilmarnock betting. I, I don't see them losing two games and um, Arbroath winning two. So, yeah. And Dundee, they play St Johnston uh, a week on Saturday. Massive, massive game at Dens. I'll be there. Um, if we win that match, Dundee go eight points clear at the bottom. 
mm-hmm. only four games left to play, and again, that will be them done and yeah. down and out. So, yeah. big weekend coming up. Yep, massive games coming up. Before we move on to the Scottish Cup games, and we'll obviously cover other games in the Championship before we finish today, uh, we look back to last weekend, and uh, if you don't mind, I'll start off by highlighting the fact that Ross County <laughs> Aberdeen. <laughs> Great shout. Tremendous shout. Well done. Well, I think it's the old adage of Aberdeen just uh, letting you down one last time before the end of the season. Yeah, I don't think they deserve to win the match, Aberdeen. I don't think Ross County deserve to win the match either. It was a very dubious penalty claim, dive, whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, another great win for Ross County. What a season they've had from the start yeah. that they had to finish in the top six is quite Incredible. exceptional. So well done, Ross County. Aberdeen, very, very sad state of affairs at Aberdeen. Uh, yeah. I know Jim Goodwin's having a call at the moment in terms of getting rid of every man and his dog. But I guess he has to do that and he'll be judged on how his team performs next season. Yeah, I mean, looking at that bottom six includes Aberdeen and Hibs, two teams who you really didn't think would be in there from the start of the season. No, it's a bit of a disgrace to be fair. I think both Aberdeen and Hibs being down there, given the budgets they've got, the wages that they they pay, um, it's a catastrophe really. They've both missed out in the top six. But what it does do, I think it makes it a little bit easier in terms of the Dundee bet because I'd much rather Dundee were playing Hibs and Aberdeen than True. Ross County and Motherwell. And that's yes. no disrespect to Motherwell and Ross County. I just think that there's less chance of them getting points away at Hibs and Aberdeen than there is at Ross County and Motherwell. So, every cloud. See, that table doesn't lie. No, it doesn't. It does not lie, you're right. Doesn't. Well, it does at the end of the season as well <laughs> because of the, the split, but that's a different story. Don't get uh, uh, started on that. It's, no. it's two separate tables. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of other bets last weekend, the ones that did win, Patrick Thistle delivered and uh, bets you had in the, the two derbies as well. Yeah, Thistle were a good shout at five to four away to Queen of the South. I think, as I said last weekend, that wasn't based on part of this will be moral beaters. It was more based on the fact that Queen of the South have been rancid um, for the last four or five weeks. And Thistle really did need to get a win to keep their uh, playoff aspirations alive. And the Dundee and Edmund Derby, again, both produced plenty of cards as we expected. So a nice 21 to 20 double. And a market that I really do like in the Scottish Premiership is the Asian goal line. Over two... Um, and two and a half goals in this match paid 20 to 21 and it finished two all so again three or four main selections won on the podcast and i think if we cast our mind back in 2022 i don't think we've had a losing podcast to be fair i think we've always managed to produce more winners and losers in the podcast this season so far so which is great yep always helps when devs on and gives us a, a 30 to 1 winner as well I don't want us to mention that uh, anymore. <laughs> He's already again. changed the um, the title in the group chat to Dips yeah, Legend. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. He's got to bask in some kind of glory being a St. Mirren fan well this true. season. Uh, so, yeah, we discussed the, the derbies last weekend, which brings us quite nicely on to the Scottish Cup semi-finals this weekend. Two derbies, one Edinburgh, one Glasgow. And it's the Edinburgh derby that kicks us off on Saturday at Hamden Hearts v Hibs. Hearts won last week, uh, I think fairly convincingly. Hibs in a pretty desperate state at the moment, just one win in seven for them. As we've touched on, it's a bottom six finish for Hibs, which just simply isn't good enough. Uh, and it's hard to make a case for anything other than a Hearts win, I think, at 21-20, which I thought was a fairly decent price. I think it is decent. I think Hearts comfortably won the Edinburgh Derby last weekend. 5-2 um, to two for Hibs to win this. I don't mm-hmm. think Hibs will have many backers. 
I really don't on this. I can't imagine many people backing Hibs here. Hearts look very, very solid at 21 to 20. Obviously, it's at Hamden. I don't know if that changes things a little bit, but Hibs' record at Hamden last season wasn't great. <laughs> I think they mm. lost three semi-finals at Hamden. So no, two semi-finals and a final they lost at Hamden last year. So. Um, yeah, Hearts in this one look pretty solid at 21 to 20. And again, there's probably a good angle here on the bet builder. I think we weren't far away actually last weekend. I think I mentioned four players to be booked on the channel last weekend. Uh, Jake Dill Hayes, Peter Haring got booked. Um, quite a few bookings last week in, in that match. And that'll be the case again this weekend. Interesting to see if Devlin starts. He's obviously good for a booking. And if Haring starts as well. For, for Hearts. I think Ryan Porteous is back for Hibs. Um, Was he? He's been suspended for the last couple of games, so he comes back into the fold. So again, he'll be very popular as well for a card. So it's a derby match. It'll be a full house at Hamden. Um, kick-off on, is it 3 o'clock? Or 12 o'clock? It's quarter, quarter past 12. Quarter past 12. Yeah. Pretty rubbish, to be fair. Uh, kind of feels a bit sorry for Hearts and Hibs fans would be much better that kickoff is later on in the day. Yeah. It's having a nice day out. But yeah, I think we'll have some sort of cards bet builder here. I don't know if you're aware of the added significance of the game for, for both sides, particularly Hearts. If they win this game um, and prevent Hibs from winning the Scottish Cup, they would be guaranteed European group stage football next season. They will go into, I believe, the final round of qualifying for the, the Europa League which they'll either qualify for the group stages or they will then drop down into the conference league. So there's a bit of added financial and European incentive for Hearts to win on oh, Saturday as well. Ma- massive. I think obviously one for the fans is fantastic, but financially as well, it's a massive, massive boost. If you can get to the group stages, the actual proper group stages, then you're talking four or five million pounds, which is a huge amount of money. And uh, Hearts fans will be delighted to, to get their European pass course out. Yeah, who were the last team to compete in a group stage for Scottish outside uh, Celtic and Rangers? Uh, Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Season 2007-2008. So a chance for, for Hearts, as you say, to fill the coffers with some European football. So a massive game for them on Saturday. Not just a cup final place at stake, but um, a win for them. Gives them the opportunity to tie up European football. Otherwise, Hibs have the opportunity to do it by winning the Scottish Cup. Um, they would take that place in Europe. So, yeah, plenty to play for. I just think Hearts at 2020, it's hard to argue against that, really. No, it really is. Like I said before, I don't think you can make a case for Hibs at the moment. They're in complete disarray, uh, bottom six. And you have to say, certainly a bit of pressure on Sean Maloney. I think yeah. I posed a question last week. Would he rather finish top six or bottom six in terms of if they manage to squeeze into the top six, every chance... They would have lost to Rangers, lost to Celtic, lost another derby match to Hearts. Mm. Then you've got tricky matches against Motherwell and Ross County. So mm. at least in the bottom six, you could argue that they've got a chance of winning some games. But fans yeah, finishing strong. Yeah. yeah, finishing strong. But fans' expectations will be they should be beating teams like Dundee, St. Johnston, etc. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see what happens over the next four or five weeks. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep, so we'll see how that one pans out on Saturday. And uh, then on Sunday, we've got Celtic v Rangers. Celtic 6-5 to win, Rangers 2-1 to to win. What I couldn't get my head around was the fact that given those prices, Bet365 have both of them at 5-4 to to lift the trophy. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think that's the basis whoever gets through will be either Hibs or Hearts. 
Um, but I think the fact that Rangers play tonight against yep. Braga in the Europa League does not aid their case on Sunday, especially no. after losing the last whole firm game, which pretty much ended their title hopes. So, tough game for them tonight, Rangers. Even if they get a positive result tonight at home to Braga, they, it's obviously a, t- a tough, tough ask. They're missing mm-hmm. Morello still, and Celtic have got the better of them in, in recent ties, especially at Hamden, I think, as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that win for Celtic has has spooked Rangers. You know, I think they fully expected to win that last game um, a couple of weeks ago. Celtic went there, deservedly won two one. I think it's really taken the wind out of Rangers' sails. Really, um, they subsequently lost at Braga. Tonight they've got a real opportunity to to rebuild that momentum pretty quickly if they can get that win under their belt. Then that takes them into Sunday's games in good spirits. But if they don't qualify tonight, then you'd expect. You know, it's going to be a, a hard job picking picking their heads up. I think for Sunday. Yeah, I think Celtic at six to five look a good shout. Um, I'll probably leave it in terms of the outright in terms of who win the match. But again, there's probably a couple of angles to be had on the bet builders. I think we got the last old firm game spot on with the the cards angle, which was yeah. under uh, under three first half cards over two second half cards. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure who the referee is, actually. I've not checked yet. It's Bobby Madden. Well, Bobby Madden <laughs> loves to keep his cards in his pocket. Yeah, so been... I would not be surprised to see a very low card count in the first half and things to maybe escalate in the second half. So, again, that's probably an angle I'll look at on the channel. Yeah, he's been uh, very careful with his cards this season, I think, Bobby Madden. Uh, just a point on Celtic's form at Hamden. They've won their last 18 fixtures at the National Stadium. Um, and, of course, just to point out that the clubs meet again on May the 1st, so another couple of weeks before they play each other again. So, yeah, 65 Celtic to win, Rangers 2-1 to one to one. And, yeah, I think probably Celtic are, are rightly favourites for this one. Yeah, you have to say so especially given how things have panned out in recent weeks. But, but I do think that European game on Thursday night really does hinder Rangers. I know we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, we'll move into the Championship. We've touched on Kelly's visit to Inverness on Friday night, which is live on TV. Kelly, just over even money, were you tempted at all? Or is this one just one you're quite happy to let play out, given you're, you're already invested in Kelly winning the league? Are Kelly's short as 11 to 10, did you say? 21 to 20. So, oh, they've yeah. obviously been backed right in then. So, yeah. again, that goes back to finding value. Um, the game we'll touch upon in a second. But, yeah, Kelly were 27 to 20 or 29 mm. to 20 at the start of the week. So, so basically, 6 to 4 at yeah. the start of the week. Uh, and again, I'd always advise people to try and get their bets on as early as they can. I think mm. we, I got stuff shared on the channel Sunday night this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they to get the best price. But no, I won't be back in Kelly at that price. And yeah, given I've got a vested interest in this match, I will be leaving it alone. But um, okay. come on, the Kelly. Come on, the Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so on Saturday we've got we do have a couple of bets from the championship. First one is at Dunfermline v Air. Air United lost their way a wee bit, winless in five, and now lost to draw in their last three. Uh, Dunfermline, I was quite surprised to see that they've got a decent record at home this season, um, despite languishing second bottom uh, of the table. Well, I say this season, this year they're unbeaten at home. They've won three and drawn. Three, uh, they're now six points ahead of Queen of the South, so a win on Saturday pretty much, I was going to say, secures their place in the championship. It doesn't, but it would certainly move them very clear of Queen of the South. You've 
clearly been reading my notes today, haven't you? So, uh, <laughs> this bet is pretty much based on Thorfellman's strong home form. They've picked up 12 points out of the last 18 at home, just one defeat in nine. What's really interesting, though, is who they've played in those six matches. So they've held Kilmarnock to an 0-0 draw. They have drawn with Inverness, drawn with Morton. They trounced Thistle 4-1, and they beat Wraith Rovers very comfortably 2-0. So some really good victories in there. And this is the main reason why Dorfman won't finish bottom. It's because they have had some pretty steady home form in 2022. Now... I must admit, there's not much between these two sides. Only three points separate Dunfermline and Ayr. And Ayr win pretty much leaves Dunfermline with a... Well, they're, they're snookered. They've got two games to play. So it's a winner-takes-all yeah. in terms of Ayr. If they win this, that keeps them up. If they yep. lose this one, they will probably go second bottom and goal difference uh, with two games left to play. So it's a massive, massive match. There should be a huge crowd at East End Park. Uh, probably four or 5,000 at the match. But I just think Dunfermline have been playing really well at home. Even in the games that they've drawn, I think they are much, much improved. Away from home is a different story, but this is a match in which they they, they have to win it. They absolutely yeah. have to win this match or they're going to be involved in a, a playoff match in League One, which they don't want. Now, when the markets came out for this on Sunday night, they were 8-5 to Dunfermline, which I thought yeah. was a massive price. And I did highlight on the, that on the channel on Sunday night. I've tipped them at 13 to 10. And I think they're now just a shade above evens now to win this yeah, match. 20, 20, 20. Yeah, 20-20. So given the fact that at home, they're playing well at home. They've beat some decent teams at home recently as well. And to your point, they're playing an airside who are now winless in five, which is a bit of a concern for them. Um, not great momentum going into the last year into the season. I yeah. don't think there's much in this match, but... I do fancy the film to edge it, and that is this weekend's nap. Okay, you mentioned that you had put them on the channel at 13 to 10. Obviously, that's the, the great advantage of being a member of the channel. Uh, still backable for you at 21 to 20? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. as long as on the right side of even money, you still, still back them. Yeah, I wouldn't probably back them any less than that. I just think the 13 to 10 and the 8 to 5 is a really good price. Yeah. And okay. I think a shade above evens is still backable. Okay. Uh, on a similar vein, you're quite happy to go back in on Thistle this weekend again against Wraith Rovers? Yeah, I think last weekend's victory was massive for them. They haven't been playing well with Thistle. In fact, they've been playing awful in terms of getting points. That's why they've dropped right down to where they are now. But they do hold a six-point lead over Wraith Rovers at the moment. Um, a Wraith Rovers side who, let's be honest, they just can't wait for the season to end. Uh, one win in 16 for them. And that one win was at Queen of the South. So I really don't see them going to Fur Hill on Saturday and getting anything from the match. I think if this will win this match, in terms of their aspirations, they'll be looking to overtake Inverness and finish third. So I think that gives them a, a better chance to the playoffs to finish third. So I think for Thistle at home, again, 8-5 to five they were on Sunday night, which I thought mm-hmm. was a great place against a side who've won once in 16 games. They're now 6-5 to five Thistle. Still happy to back that. Uh, I just think they'll, they'll edge this match. They've won seven games at home this season, one nil thistle. And I think that's down to the fact they are playing on what can only be described as the worst surface that ever been seen in the top flight since <laughs> the, the top, any, any league in Scotland since any flight, yeah. So I think thistle, six to five, definitely worth backing here. 
yeah, as you say, win this one pretty much guarantees fourth place for them. If they do manage to overtake Inverness, am I right in saying that that means that if those two teams finish third and fourth, it's the team that finished third will be the home team in the playoff? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's all down to who plays or who we are, I think. So yeah. the higher you finish up, the more advantages it will be. <laughs> I'm not sure that a home tie it for Hill has any sort of advantage <laughs> uh, to part at at the moment. So, yeah, they, they might be a wee bit reluctant to, to actually catch Inverness. But anyway, uh, yeah, my only, I suppose my only concern about Thistle generally is the lack of goals this season. I think, uh, as you said, was it 7-1-0 wins? 7-1-0s, yeah. Uh, I think they've had 5 0 nil draws as well. 14 out of their 13 games this season have finished under one and a half goals so might not be a, a thriller but you're quite happy to take this one. I think they're 65 now. Yeah, scabby one now. Yep. Yeah, that'll do. Okay, moving into League One, still some unresolved issues there. Uh, Cove Rangers, uh, they are five ahead with three games to play. Chasing them are Airdrie, who I don't particularly want to talk about, as you know, Greg, <laughs> let me down for a huge hacker last weekend. Uh, so they're in the back. They're in the bad books. Uh, but you're happy to zone in on their game against uh, sorry, Dumbarton uh, on Saturday. I am. I think looking at this match, it probably has home banking material written over it. I think Airdrie will go off probably 1-3 on Saturday. Um, sitting second top, 34 points ahead of Dumbarton. Five points behind Cove. I must admit, I do feel for Airdrie a little bit. I know you don't. I understand that, but <laughs> in terms of Airdrie, they've gone 17 games unbeaten. Yeah, brilliant. To go 17 games unbeaten in League One and still probably not win the league is mm-hmm. hard to take. Uh, they've won 11 games, which is great, but they've drawn six games and those six games have ultimately cost them. That pivotal moment in the season was that last-minute Cove goal when Cove yeah. equalised against them a few weeks ago. And they're now five points behind Cove. For me, the league's over. Um, Dumbarton though um, I think we said at the start of the season they struggle that's where they are they're second bottom they are four points off safety and they've got nine points left to play for um, if they try and catch Peterhead so I don't think many people are giving Dumbarton a chance but I've got a sneaky feeling they're going to make this difficult for, for Airdrie and looking at the games that Dumbarton have played recently they've drawn with Montrose they beat Alloa 3-2 away from home and drew one all with Peterhead Dumbarton actually have one of the better away forms in the league in terms of points collected away from home 19 mm-hmm. of their 31 points have been collected away from home uh, which is better than five other clubs in that league and they've already scored two goals against Airdrie twice this season they lost 1-0, lost 3-2 and drew 2-0 mm-hmm. and given what's at stake for Dumbarton here their away form isn't actually that bad. They do score a lot of goals away from home, and I think 13 of their 16 away games this season have all delivered at least three goals. Uh, I think they've scored in 12 of those 16 matches. I think there's every chance Dumbarton will score on Saturday. They might even score two. It's 72. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the worst of shouts. So, Airdrie will be home banking material. I would maybe just advise a little bit of caution. I think that five-point gap now psychologically for Airdrie isn't great and I think Dumbarton fighting for their lives will not make this easy so rather than go for the Airdrie win which there's no value in that anyway the 4-9, 2-5 more than happy to take over 2.5 match goals at 4-5 and fully expect Dumbarton to score on Saturday 
Yeah, I, I didn't realise about Dumbarton's average goals per game away from home. Uh, the matches are 3.81 goals per game, which is significantly higher than anyone else in the league. So, as you say, certainly a decent record away from home in terms of goals. Yeah, they've got the worst defensive record in the league, Dumbarton. I think they've conceded 66 goals, but I think they can score. And if they do score, yeah. there's a fair chance we'll see at least three goals in this match. Yeah. Okay, so it's over two and a half goals. I've got 45 here at William Hill, is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, just briefly touching on Cove Rangers. You talk about Airdrie and their unbeaten run. Cove Rangers haven't lost since October the 16th, a total of 23 games. Hats off to them. They can take a massive step towards the title this weekend uh, at home to Alloa. And again, they look like banker material in the coupon as well, don't they? They do. Uh, and like you say, well, well done to Cove. I, I think at the start of the season, it was always going to be a case of who prospers between Cove and Queen's Park. Obviously, Falkirk <laughs> were expected to be a lot better yeah. than they have done. Well, uh, we won't touch upon them until next season, but I think for Cove, yeah, 23 games unbeaten, it's just incredible. For a part-time team as well, don't get me wrong, they have invested well in the squad. They've obviously got the golden duo up front, scoring goals still. I think um, Rory McAllister leads the way in the um, striker department in League One. I think Mitch Megason's got his fair share of goals as well. So, fantastic news for Cove and they'll be a great addition to the Championship next year. Yeah, I was just going to say that once, obviously, they've still got to secure promotion, but uh, it'll be fascinating trying to have a look ahead to next season when we get round to that uh, and where they fit into the Championship and just... Hopefully uh, they'll be how... playing Dundee, Dundee away. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I presume you've never been to Cove as a St Johnson fan? I've not, no. I've not been yet. No, you'll be, you'll be a few seasons before you have to. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Well, just in terms of this okay. match, though, um, yeah. Looking at League One fixtures, I think Airdrie and the Cove double will be very, very popular at mm. 11 to 10. Yeah. Um, and that was initially going to be my initial view in terms of the bet for this, but happy to take the over 2.5 goals instead. Okay. Uh, we'll just wrap up with uh, League Two. Kelty, obviously, champions. We did warn against Kelty switching off. Between now and the end of the season, they've drawn both their games since winning the title. They're eight to eleven to win at Stranraer this weekend, and again, I guess the advice is just to steer clear of that one. Why would you put money on them to win the Saturday? Why? Yeah. There's no, there's no need to. There's plenty of other games to get involved in. Yeah, and we're going to do that. Four for V. Annan is the one you get your eye on in the league too. It is. It's the battle for second place. Um, four for host Annan. Now Annan have a four point lead over Forfar and again you want to finish second in the league get a better more um, beneficial run to the playoffs now Annan ha, their goals have been just a wash with goals the last couple of months um, I think eight of the last nine games now have seen over 2.5 match goals there's been 33 goals scored across those nine games uh, 20 goals for 13 against um, eight of the last ten meetings between these two have also seen over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. So, given what's at stake here, uh, four for half to win this match, three games to go, half to win this match. If they win, they go a point behind Aaron. And I think what's really interesting is four for have scored two or more goals now in each of the last nine meetings between the sides, yeah. which is quite interesting. And yeah. if you look at the head-to-head. At Station Park, 2-0-4-2-4-2-5-1-5-1. There's been 26 goals scored in the last five meetings. Yep. And five 
games, 26 goals. What's that per average? Who's your mathematics? Five, five, five point something. 5.2, hold on. 5.2. So I think given what's at stake here, 10 to 11 on over 2.5 match goals looks a great shout, especially given the fact that Annan can't defend. Leaking goals for fun at the moment, but also uh, a threat going forward and Forfar have to win this. Yeah, and as you say, for all the plaudits that Celtic Hearts have taken in that league, Annan are only one goal behind them in the scoring charts, albeit they've conceded significantly more, which is fine. We're, we're happy with that eh, on the basis that we're going to take over two and a half goals here. Yes, it's quite interesting about Kelty actually, the fact that they they haven't scored that many goals this season, and I don't know if that's because they play they play possession based football and they're happy just to knock it about. Uh, but it is very interesting that they they haven't been hammering teams in this league. They've won games comfortably, but probably not hammering teams as we thought they would at the start of the season. Yeah. Okay, so it's over two and a half goals, ten to eleven with Unibet, and that's four for V Annan. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets this weekend? Yes, we're starting off in the Championship. Got Dunfermline at home to Air United and I'm taking Dunfermline to win that match in a crucial relegation battle. Uh, tipped at 13 to 10 on the channel and it's still available at, I think, 11 to 10 elsewhere at the moment. Um, also in the Championship, taking part at Thistle at home to Wraith Rovers and Thistle can be backed at 6 to 5. Uh, moving down the leagues into League One, we've got Airdrie at home to Dumbarton and I'm taking over 2.5 match goals in that game at 4-5 with William Hill. And finally, 4 for Vianen in League 2. Again, over 2.5 match goals at 10-11 with Unibet. And we should also say that you've got some additional tips for Good Friday's games. There's a full card in the lower leagues in England and they're available on the channel as well for the weekend. Yeah, I think League 1 in England looks fantastic tomorrow. They're in a similar position to most teams at the moment in terms of lots to play for, only three or four games left to go, lots to be decided in the promotion playoffs, automatic promotion, relegation spots. So I think I've shared two bets on the channel for tomorrow and we'll probably share some more um, today and tonight. Okay. Uh, obviously, if you want to join Greg's private channel, then you should do so at gambler.co.uk, where you'll find all the details on how to sign up. And of course, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84. Greg. That's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you and all the best.